0: Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee here. We are going through every single Metallica song, as we always are, twice weekly now. If you enjoy the show, you want to give back to the show, you can support us in a myriad of ways. You can leave us a review on iTunes, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash alpha Metallica, you can give back to the show there, and in return you'll get access to episodes like this on your RSS feed. I believe the time of recording this episode I'll probably have on the feed as well, a new kind of mega project I'm working on where I'm going to go through every single band that I've ever supported Metallica like on tour, a little bit of a biography on there as well. I'm currently writing the notes. I'm currently up until the uh, Garage Inc. tour with Monster Magnet and it's been enlightening actually I've discovered loads of bands that I've never really heard of and I'm enjoying quite a bit uh, Queensryche for example I know they're quite a popular one but Tank I've been getting into and Days of the New as well these kind of bands that have fell by the wayside so, so that'll be on the Patreon um, you can support us also by following us at MetallicaPod on Twitter is where we have you know, news for the show I also ask your opinions on the songs MetallicaPod at if you want to come on and discuss a song we are kind of reaching the end of the run currently but I've probably got about 15 slots available so shoot me a message over there I'll let you know what's free I'll let you know what I'm down to collab on um, the YouTube channel is there subscribe to that comment down below I think that's about it really that's enough where's to hawk yeah as I say it's myself and a guest as usual and today I'm joined by Mark Mark how's it going? Hey it's going good Tom how
1: are you doing? Uh, let's see I guess it's this morning where I am I yeah. think this afternoon where you are
0: So. <laughs> and as you were saying just off air like we've been you know in conversation for a little while now I think I was at the D's when we agreed to do this, and you know, I appreciate your patience. It's a long journey. This is it's the damn alphabet getting in the way of things. You know,
1: it really is. And honestly, I think I kind of underestimated yeah, at the time definitely. just how much space there was between D and P yeah. in the uh, in the Metallica catalog, but. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, definitely excited mm-hmm. to discuss this.
0: You mentioned the time difference. Where are you calling us from exactly today? Uh, I am on the uh, East, uh, East US, uh, Connecticut. All right, all right, cool. Let's talk about you and Metallica then. Like, you know, how did it begin? Do you remember your first taste of the band? Like the first time you heard them? Um, The honest
1: answer is probably no. Mm-hmm. I know that my older cousin had this Metallica poster from like the And Justice For All era but I wouldn't have been really conscious of it at the time. Yeah. The My first real memory of them were probably I was 12 or 13. Load had just come out, and uh, MTV were pushing Load, and they were pushing it hard. Oh, yeah. And I think you've discussed this a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was uh, like the, the
0: Mother Lode concert. And yeah, all that you, you had the Mother
1: Load right? contest. Yeah. Uh, there was this Metallica bootleg thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Metallica, I think they called it Rocky Menary, kind of a okay, yeah, behind yeah. the music before behind the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all the videos and things from that album uh, got heavy rotation on MTV, mm-hmm. which was like uh, like an oasis among what I remember as just endless Mariah Carey and <laughs> Tupac and etc. Um, I like to think I'm a little bit more kind of live and let live as far as music that's not for me nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 12-year-old me was having none of that, so... <laughs> um, so the uh, the real kind of gateway song for me was actually King Nothing, yeah. and from there I got Load, and from there I got Ride the Lightning, I remember, mm-hmm. and just being completely blown away by that album, um, and so from there I you know went through, got all the back catalog at the time, picked up Reload when it came out, and been kind of on the train from there.
0: So the song we're talking about today is off Reload, obviously, Prince Charming. So do, do you remember, like, Reload drop dropping? Did you get it the week it came out? Like, did you queue outside? Like... Um, yeah, I did get it the week it came out. I do remember
1: that much. And I remember liking it more than Load. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, like, being drawn to kind of the up-tempo stuff, like Prince Charming, for instance. Yeah. Um, and, like, Fuel and... Basically, the uh, the stuff that kind of, even though I first discovered them via load, kind of the stuff that reminded me of the thrashier material, um, because once I found that, that was where I was kind of really drawn to. And my opinion on load and reload have kind of gone back and forth over the years mm-hmm. to the point where now I'm basically at, they're they're well done for what they are. I can appreciate them. They're for the most part, not really what I look for in quote unquote, my Metallica. Yeah. So, uh, they would definitely be kind of nine and 10 or I guess eight and nine, uh, because I, shamefully, I have not actually listened to Hardwired all the way through yet. I need to get on that at some point. Yeah,
0: it, I, <laughs> if I'm honest with you, Hardwired's a little overrated, so I, I wouldn't be really? too okay. hasty. Yeah, but that, that, that's <laughs> kind of that, that's just lost me like a hundred subscribers right there. But um, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I just killed Alpha Metallica. <laughs> it was barely alive <laughs> to begin with, so it's fine. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, putting it down low, I make no bones about the fact that I'm not giant fans of these records and. Prince Charming, for me, you know, building up to this, the week or so coming here, um, listening to the song a hell of a lot. It wasn't even one that I could recall mentally that much. There's just kind of this this sonic sludge of Prince Charming and Attitude and Sliver and Better Than You, just this kind of, <laughs> you know, this kind of tasteless gruel to me that I'm kind of, what? how, how does that one go again? But, you know, right, going back, right. listen to this a lot, and Let's get into the track it's quite a long song it's like you know most of reload are kind of five six minutes and this is like six minutes six i think or something like that one i of, think one, so one yeah longer 606 in that uh. range we're starting off with that fretboard slide into that indelible E-flat tone of load, you know... Uh, sl- <laughs> yep, that whole era. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? That sound, you just know exactly where you are in the 90s when you hear that coming. Uh, you know, the riff begins and we get taken on this journey. What were your thoughts on this first, like, 30, 40 seconds?
1: Oh, well, the uh, yeah, it kind of takes a little while to sort of get going, but that's not... That's pretty typical of Metallica, Definitely. honestly, um, and so it is a very kind of uh, kind of a groove kind of. Um, I don't know if I want to say southern rock, but um, it flavor. is very yeah. kind of
0: typical of the of the entire era of Metallica. I would say it is. Um, it is. It's kind of the riff is anchored on that. Um, do, you, do you play guitar much yourself, Mark? Or
1: um, guitar, no,
0: but I do play bass. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you kind of can tell that it's it's kind of got that five seven idea that they always employ in their riffs, and that's not to say there's anything wrong with that. Like some of their greatest riffs have that idea. Um, hit the lights at the top of my head, and Justice for All, the main anchored riff as well, but. There's just that slightly generic sound compositionally, like like this riff sounds quite a bit like the um the fuel riff as well that they'll employ. And we have this riff kinda of coming in, and there's a second guitar taking us downward melodically. You know, it's just that five seven use a little bit too explicitly for me, that becomes a little bit tasteless. But, you know, the song picks up steam, and I can understand why people like it. It is quite energetic, as you say. Like, it does have that reload flavor, that kind of um, quite diesely grift, I guess. Right, yeah, similar
1: to Fuel. And yeah. um, this is one of those songs where, at the time, we, I say we, I don't know why, but right. you kind of <laughs> figured that this was just sort of where Metallica were going and what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like, you know, throw us a, throw the, uh, I guess, the old fans, not that I really was one at the time, but, you know, throw, them a, throw a bone occasionally, like show that you could kind of do the thrash stuff again if you really wanted to. Um, and so the, you know, the faster tempo and things of that sort, I think, uh, you know, I think that's one of the reasons this is actually probably my favorite song on Reload. Favorite um, song on Reload? Yeah, believe it or not. Um, though the funny thing is you mentioned just kind of the, uh, how everything sort of blends together. And yeah. honestly, I re-listened to reload like right after I had initially messaged you mm-hmm. to uh to do this song. I was like, well, I should probably re listen to the whole album. And kinda like you said, the last two the last like two songs, especially Attitude and Fixer, um, like I was like, I don't even remember these songs being like I couldn't have told you how they
0: went and i actually still can't no (laughs) i can't i've done episodes on those songs and i still struggle to uh resurrect them mentally yeah best song on fuel i don't know i mean again i'm a bit of a fuel hater Uh, sorry i'm a bit of a reload hater. i was giving away what i think the best song their fuel's probably maybe i think it's a little bit better than prince charming maybe
1: yeah it's uh it's probably one of those two i would have to say
0: sure um and as we get into the verses, you know, we get into the lyrics, which are a little bit of a highlight here. James employing the standard tropes of I'm this thing that is repulsive. <laughs> this embodies me as him and other alternative metal songwriters are always want to do. Um, I quite like right. the incidentalness of the way he's singing. There's a black over overhead. That's me. And the poison Ovi chokes a tree. Again, that's me. It's like a bracket. It's like, oh, by the way, that's me again. Like It's right, yeah. kind of a conversational <laughs> nature to it yeah exactly there's uh he likes to
1: uh emphasize certainly that yes this is him all of these things that individually they don't have a lot of relation except they're just kind of sort of dark imagery you know and but nope they're all him yeah every single one
0: yeah i mean in the second empty bottle still in my hand still dead still me so in yep. case you forgot, again, you know, it, it is him here, Prince Charming, and the filthy one on Bourbon Street. That, that's in New Orleans, right? Quite famously, yes, I think. That's, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, kind of the French Quarter, Mardi Gras, all yeah, that. Yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. Um, there's a yep. Treme area, but I, yeah, I don't really know why he's making too much references. But um, I, I don't know about you here. Uh, someone on Twitter, we'll get to the Twitter feedback before, said, like, I like the song. I cannot tell you what it's about. And it does seem to be, again, in this reload part of just kind of lines and ideas, and it doesn't have a cohesive narrative rigor. Um what do you read Prince Charming to be about?
1: Yeah, that's uh I kind of agree with that, honestly. Yeah. That um it it's a lot of kinda of, I don't want to say abstract, but I guess that's yeah as good a word as any, you know, sort of imagery about uh the the Prince Charming in question, just sort of being this kind of dark, malevolent presence with mm-hmm. all of these things. You know, the black cloud overhead, uh, Poison Ivy chokes the tree, uh, you know, pushes
0: the kid over, makes him cry. Yeah. He's also a dirty, uh, dirty whore. Yep, yeah, the well. dirty, dirty whore as well. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, 45, it's you know, in your mouth and, 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 and this idea. And, yeah. and I guess the, you know, the um, the visage of the idea of parentage hangs over the song as a lot of, field lyrics do like Dire's Eve, et cetera. Like a lot of it is speaking about mom and father and that idea.
1: Right. Yeah. I know that was kind of a personal thing for James. So it does make sense that he, the uh, kind of parental imagery, um, you know, the, Hey ma, look, it's me, which, uh, you know, in the reload book, that was maybe one of the things that attracted me to this song. Oddly enough mm. was the, you know, the kind of liner notes, if you will, to load and yeah. reload. Um, they just give you, like, snippets of the lyrics. And the only snippet for Prince Charming is, Hey Ma, Look It's Me. Mm. Which, uh, which always kind of interested me, I guess.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I, again, just sort of being such a millennial kid I never actually really owned any of these on CD so I'm not too right, familiar yeah. with the liners but I remember Hootie and the Blowfish's debut album did something very similar so I don't know if they were c- cribbing from those guys or but but yeah the, the iconography, the photography in those right, liners right, is yeah. fantastic and, and, and really powerful as well you mentioned the chorus, now here's an odd comparison that maybe most people won't hear, maybe I'm just making up my head reminds me a little bit of Four Horsemen just in the, the wide parallel like Lagmar, it's me who wants to see, and he's just kind of hitting those chords, and he's like, "Horsemen are drawing nearer." I don't know what it is. There's kind of like a a, a breaking there, uh, a sense of space. I mean, I mean, altogether, what do you make of this chorus? It's not exactly one of the most emphatic that the band have came up with, right?
1: No, although you mentioned four horsemen, and listening to this song, what I actually heard and. What it kind of reminded me of was actually Creeping Death. Oh yeah, I, I actually had that initially down as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just it's you know it's about the same tempo as Creeping Death. It's got like you said the kind of drawn out notes in the choruses, mm-hmm. the guitar. Um, but yeah, as for the, uh, you know, as for the chorus, it, um, you know, it's kind of interesting that the lyrics show that. Uh, you know, James is kind of talking about how what, like this dark presence and then says, hey, ma, look, it's me, which is kind of strange to me because from the little bit I know, um, you know, I know uh, James's mother died of cancer when he was kind of young. Yeah. Um, but it sounded to me like uh, his mother was the one he had the relatively good relationship with mm-hmm. before she passed away. So it's Kind of interesting that, you know, hey, look, it's me, what no one wants to see. Um, And then you go to the rest of the chorus and, uh, you know, hey, ma, look, it's me. It's like, okay, Um,
0: you know, is that something you want
1: your mother to be proud of? Yeah, yeah, identifying
0: with these ideas, yeah, not pushing them away, not disregarding them. And, you, you know, trapped in this kind of catch 22 to a certain extent as well, being too young to focus, but too old to see. And, you know, the, the song moves forward. Again, there aren't too many sequences that are, are too enriching for me personally. Um, as a bass player, what do you think of Newstead's work throughout the song? I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely keeps the pulse going, doesn't it? I think him and ours yeah. as a rhythm section work well here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And we get to, um oh, again, a really generic solo break from Kirk. Um, <laughs> you know, does not push himself at all on these songs as we've said many times you know we covered poor twisted me just recently and that was equally uh, abysmal kind of plays this small lead break repeating idea that kind of builds not really a solo giving way to quite an insipid line it really depresses me how bad the solos are on this record to be honest <laughs> with you i mean did, do you find much inspiration in his uh, theatrics um so when people
1: kind of talk about quote-unquote late Period, Kirk Hammett. Yeah. Um, this is sort of what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, There's just the, you know, the start of it is really not even a solo. It's just him uh, hanging out on the wah pedal. That's right. Like, you can pry this wah pedal from Michael like, Feet. you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, this is, you know, this is kind of the, uh, the Kirk Hammett stereotype. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: actually you put in a Metallica song. Yeah, it yeah. Is, it is. It is. And like it's fine. The actual decision to go into this blues direction, I've got no problem that. But just put some heart into it, try and try and be a bit more convincing here. Like there's just there's just, it's really drab. Like you know, I could go into any bar. I could go into a fucking Connecticut blues bar, I'm sure, and anyone <laughs> on a Thursday night could do something way better with this song than what Kirk does. He just doesn't do anything, maybe he's not inspired by the material maybe that doesn't really matter, you know, I don't really care, and at the end as well the guitar comes back, which is a little bit more interesting, he carves out a few ideas, but again it's quite redundant probably my highlight of the song actually and the section that Mm. I I really quite like is the, um, I guess the kind of bridge the, look it's me the kind of change of pace, it's got quite a quite a marching draw to it it's quite alternative in its register but quite effective, it sticks out amongst the song
1: right yeah uh you're talking about kind of just before the solo I yeah think, that's that, right yeah. yeah 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 that again actually sort of reminds me of uh obviously it sounds very different but again kind of reminds me of creeping death mm-hmm. with the you know the uh the very different kind of middle section definitely um and yeah that uh that is definitely like a highlight and kind of changes up the tempo changes up the kind of feel of the song for that uh you know, for that kind of bridge as you put it. Mm-hmm. And they sort of call back to it at the very end of the song.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, it is six minutes or so, so they have to throw a few more ingredients into the pot, but they, I, I do find them wanting uh, imaginatively. I will say James sings well. James always sings well and, you know, he yes. seems to be relishing some of these images and ideas. Yeah, he's uh,
1: clearly having fun with this song, um, you know, using a lot of his vocal range and, yeah, just kind of Having a good
0: time with it. Yeah. So. yeah. Good so, for him. <laughs> yeah, good for him. I mean, at least he is. You know what I mean? It right, makes, yeah. Makes, Someone's having a good time. <laughs> it, it. Makes, uh, it makes one of us. So um, as we always do, we go over to you guys on the Twitter at MetallicaPod, we got quite a bit of feedback on this one uh, Phil saying, I actually really like this song, but ten bucks if you can tell me what the hell it's about, so there we go yep, yeah, Phil, bit perplexed as well, people let us know uh, at MetallicaPod, Pod at Metallica gym.com what is Prince Charming actually going on about, uh, Master of Puns saying, sleazy and quite endearing Marcus Experience saying, I've always dug it, cool track Paul saying, might be the fourth best song after Unforgiven 2, Fuel and Fixer on Reload, sorry memory remains highly underrated, would be a banger live i mean this has not been played live mark ever it's one of the few metallica songs they haven't debuted i don't know if you've been following the worldwide set list currently in europe they've been unearthing some old gems and some questionable numbers can you see prince charming being put on the stage <laughs> i would like to see it personally yeah. um whether they
1: will i mean if it hasn't happened by now i don't have much hope but no. um, that was one of the things that amused me looking up this song after i uh I, you know after i had asked to come on the show well, I was like well let's see how many times it's been played live and oh look zero times yeah. cool yeah. i picked uh i willingly picked basically the most obscure metallica <laughs> song possible
0: <laughs> it's we're not too far away from the twenty fifth anniversary of the load and reload records and Metallica are nothing but a commemorative band and they love looking back and we've you know we've had Master and Justice and we're building up to a black album stuff like that. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they did like the whole load, reload, back to front. People adore these records. And I can see this being done and the fact that it hasn't been played as well, I can see Metallica, because they're such a fan servicey band. Even doing a concert where the majority of the concerts is songs we've never played live, like you know, i feel like they would do that i feel like lars would get off on doing that
1: yeah i feel like they would do that at some point or like you said just do kind of like a uh what they did for ride the lightning a few years back where they you know just play the whole album start to finish or both albums start to finish yeah load and reload
0: I mean, I guess Ride and, you know, Master and even Black Album are a bit shorter. Load and Reload are quite bloated. That's, but they're a bit easier to learn, I think. They're not as challenging uh, guitar-wise. They're a little bit more familiar. So, you know, maybe we'll see that, maybe not. Um, just on the Twitter as well, Jason's saying, uh, Reload is hit and miss, but this tune is on the hit side for me. I love the opening chunk of a guitar slide. James is really stretching his voice on the choruses, which are quite catchy, by the way. Great tune. Sarah says, I like the meaning of the lyrics. Sarah, what are the meanings? <laughs> Please tell me. And it has a good beat, although it sounded a little country west them for my taste and finally Ralph saying Hetfield did quite well with the lyrics on this one but I can't say I'm a fan of the spoken word type delivery on certain sections of the song I wish he would have sang those parts with the same swagger as he does the rest of the song definitely a bluesy southern rock feel this is towards the end of the mid album filler section of the record more experimental Metallica here which might stray a bit too far afield the solo on this one is pretty cool Ralph I respect you as a person I disagree wholeheartedly with that opinion <laughs> overall not completely terrible but only okay to me not good enough to make an album it's a b-side track Um any uh, any final thoughts on Prince Charming, Mark?
1: Um, well, I um picked this song in part because I remember, you know, being younger and making believe it or not mixtapes of oh, yeah. things to you know take on take on trips and whatnot, yeah. back and forth to school, etc. And uh, like I said, this was probably my favorite song on Reload, and this was kind of the you know I pick one song from various albums I had and put them all on there. This was the Reload kind of representative for me. So, Um, yeah, I have uh, just, like you said, I don't know necessarily what the lyrics are about cohesively, um, but suffice to say, they would definitely have appealed to a 14-year-old me. (laughs)
0: Uh, and just finally as well uh, on our Facebook group that I mentioned before um, Alf Metallica just search Alf Metallica on Facebook you can find us there Uh, John Bradshaw saying that uh, Prince Charming is not bad at least it had a little oomph it holds up pretty well compared to some of the others from that era and Daniel Payne saying I love it it certainly gets onto the best of Load Reload playlist so Mark a few quick five questions to wrap us up the first one what is your favourite Metallica song?
1: Favorite Metallica song? Uh, "Dyers Eve. Mm. Uh, it's uh, I feel like that was, at the time, the their sort of like kind of last great thrash statement. Yeah. Um, you know, when they talk about making the Black Album and feeling like there wasn't really much further they could take, kind of a prog thrash metal sort of template. You know, you listen to "Dyers Eve, and it's like, yeah, okay, I, I totally buy what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's just a breakneck. Absolutely, yeah. Unbelievable, yes. unbelievable closing track. Um, favorite album? And Justice For All. Yeah. Um,
1: I definitely enjoy kind of the proggy, you know, all the progressive elements. I know uh, a lot of people say Puppets is a better album. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I kind of like sort of the, if you will, lack of editing on Justice, where yeah. they just try to jam everything into every song. No. Um, and just... I basically, I like the fact that they looked at Master of Puppets and said, you know, the fact our average song length is nearly seven minutes here, that's a little short. Let's try to make the songs bigger and longer for next time. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, a favorite member of the band? Um, There's one I haven't heard a whole lot, which surprises me a little bit. Uh, Cliff Burton.
0: Yeah, Cliff does come up here and there, but yeah, it's a good choice.
1: Yeah, Um. so as I mentioned, I'm a bass player, and... Cliff was basically my original like bass guitar hero. Um, I actually don't think I ever successfully learned a Metallica song all the way through. I think creeping. I think creeping death came closest, okay. but um, the uh, just kind of his stage presence and you know the massive influence he had on the band in the early days. Um, it's you know they probably don't get to where they are without his influence. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And what about seeing them live? Have you
0: seen the band live at all?
1: I haven't, actually. I need to fix that next time they come back around to the States. I know they're off in Europe right now.
0: Yeah, I don't know when the next time... I mean, they're doing the S&M shows, obviously, which is completely sold out. But yeah, I think they're doing Europe and then Australia, so... Maybe it might be a little while until you see them again. Definitely got to rectify that, absolutely. But, you know, especially with the prospect of Prince Charming maybe being debuted in a future concert, yes. like you, you have to be there for that, that emotional moment when de- you hear that Pick slide and, like, everyone's like, <laughs> no one knows what's going on apart from you. And, uh, yes, I am definitely, uh, looking forward to the entirety of Load and Reload played live. <laughs> <laughs> With an orchestra for some reason Why not we'll just, uh, Sure, we'll just, why not yeah. So, um, final question If you were to do a podcast I mean, you were, you asked me about doing a podcast, right? You're contemplating doing one Is that right? Uh, yes, I do
1: do a podcast Oh, you do? Okay, okay. What, um, what do
0: you do on? So, the podcast, well, actually I do two
1: podcasts now cool. um, The first one is called The Device of Albums Podcast mm. If you just search Divisive Albums On iTunes or Stitcher, you'll find it there Um, it's what the name implies. Basically, I'd look at, you know, albums by established bands that, you know, were divisive for whatever reason. You know, maybe they got a new singer who went to a different sound, that kind of thing. Cool. Um, the second one is called the Music for Two podcast, which is kind of a similar concept, but I do that one with my wife. Um, and we basically just each month, we each pick one album and we uh, just kind of discuss it. And the album can be really anything.
0: So, or, All right, awesome. Yeah, I'm just looking on the divisive album podcast at the moment. So you've got five episodes. You've covered Def Lippard Slang. What? Yes. Why, why was I'm not familiar. I only know High and Dry. Why was Slang divisive?
1: Um, so Slang was the album that they came out with basically immediately after grunge had happened. And oh, I see. So they basically went from being very cool to very uncool overnight. And long story short, they basically decided, well. Uh, you know, we are very uncool at the moment. No one is going to particularly listen to this album, so screw it. Let's just see what happens if we write a bunch of songs that don't sound like Def Leppard for an album. Um, and it in the States, it didn't do particularly well, but I actually like it.
0: Okay. Or I like most of it, I would say. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah and you've also covered Dream Theater, uh, Tusk, uh, yes. yes Is Drama, The White Album. That's Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to this. This is a pretty cool podcast. So, yeah, guys, check out both of those. We'll put the links down below. Um, okay, what about a band, though, then? I normally ask, like, is there one band you'd ever want to do a podcast on? Um, it depends on how ambitious I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not
1: feeling particularly ambitious, it would be the band Stabbing Westward. Yeah, I uh, just saw I them
0: on the thing. Who are they?
1: I've never heard of them. So they were, um, well, they're actually back together and, I guess, touring and doing new music. But right. they were, in the 90s, they were kind of an industrial Nine Inch Nails-esque sort of band. Cool. Cool. Um, they uh their biggest hit, such that it was, was probably "What Do I Have to Do." Yeah, they've uh, got a
0: uh, hundred and more than hundred and seventy thousand monthly listens on Spotify, so clearly quite a big band. Yeah, they've passed me by, and I can't say I've ever heard of them.
1: Yeah, they uh yeah, like I said, they were in kind of that that blah words. Um, yeah, they were a part of that sort of nineties nine inch nails, right, right, right. that kind of, sort of um, core, like yeah yeah but uh if i am feeling particularly ambitious uh the band i would pick would
0: probably be rush um yeah but well, that's uh that is a lot of music to go through so. the the last person i had on the show said rush as well okay yeah and yeah. uh yeah i think i think they do have a few podcasts out there already but um yeah rush would be a great choice yeah I'm, I'm sure they do but uh yeah they're rush are undeniably my favorite band so oh, oh, yeah. absolutely incredible band yeah i'd I, I'd never heard of Rush before. And then when I was 15, we had a guitar club at school, which my biology teacher used to run on a Friday where we just all jam. And he came okay. up to me and my friend and he passed me some tab that, that was YYZ. And he was like, oh, learn geez, this for yeah. next week. And I kind of fumbled through it whatever, but I just never heard a song. I remember going <laughs> yeah, home. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah, on yeah possible. Wow. I, I could never play the solo. I sort of did the rhythm no. guitar. Sort of. And I remember going home, torrenting on LimeWire, the song Why's Here, just having my head blown open when I listened to it. Like, i never really heard anything like that before or since. So, yeah, Rush are incredible. So, go um, check out Mark's podcasts. Um, let us know what you think of Prince Charming as well. Of course, get in touch with me if you want to come on and do a song with MetallicaPod at Juma.com. We will be back next week to tap all, tackle Pumping Blood and Purify, the two songs, in Rebel of Babylon and Remember Tomorrow. We have some songs available as well, guys, as I say, so get in touch with me if you want to cover those patreon is there if you want to support us if you want to give back you can listen to the songs on your podcast feed on the rss feed itunes please leave us a review as well um mark this has been great thank you again sir yeah thank you i enjoyed this